Welcome back. 1061 ESPN. Matt Joseph's here as we take you up to 4 o'clock. And, uh, you know, we usually did the book club uh, during the slow time before football began. But this is one of the best books that's out there. And it just came out uh, yesterday. And uh, we love uh, the author of the book. He does such great work. The book is called Sideline CEO, Leadership Principles from Championship Coaches. And one of the other reasons why I love this guy is because when I say the name Manko and Manko, he knows exactly what I'm talking about. From ESPN, Marty Smith. Marty, what's going on? on he does matt know exactly what you're talking about and may or may not have consumed a bit too much of said manco and manco during his summers and on the shore uh i hope you're well brother thank you for offering me a platform this afternoon i appreciate you no problem and obviously a, a book like this when did you know that you were going to undertake a project like this <laughs> Uh, I, I guess five or four or five years ago is when the title hit me. Because it's a baller title, man. I mean, Sideline CEO, it's just a cool title. And then I started trying to figure out what it was. And then I knew it was going to be, okay, I want to I leverage these relationships that ESPN has afforded me the opportunity to build with all of these legendary coaches and leaders and, and kind of try to be a vehicle or a conduit for their wisdom to the the reading or con- consumer public. So ultimately, I I, uh, I wound up in a position during COVID where I uh, I was like, all right, I don't know if sports are going to come back. I hope they do, but are they? You know, I think a lot of us were sort of in that mindset at the time. And I thought I would just try to control what I could control, and that was let me start calling these coaches and getting some of this insight on on paper. I figured if I was yearning for fellowship, maybe they were too. I called Mac uh, Brown first at the University of North Carolina. 53 minutes later, I'd gone to a master class in leadership. The next day, I called Urban Meyer, and I knew that the book was undeniable. And uh, then last fall, uh, actually it was September 22nd, of last fall, my publisher called asking me for a book. What do you got? And I sent him a few chapters that I had already prepared with about five of the 20 coaches that are in the book. And he went, yeah, man, go do this. Get it to me by the end of February. So we had a very truncated time to get it done. But uh, I know for a fact that there is wisdom and tutelage and vulnerability and life lessons within the pages that Anybody, you don't have to be in athletics, can can, can inject into their daily walk and, and really be moved. Um, we know your connection to, to Virginia Tech and to Frank Beamer. So what was it like to talk to him? And how much of Frank do you see in Shane nowadays? I see the grace. Um, one of the most amazing attributes that Coach Beamer carries without any effort is tremendous grace. And whether you are in Spokane, Washington, or Albuquerque, or Bangor, Maine, or Miami, Florida, Omaha, Nebraska, you know where Blacksburg, Virginia is. And the reason is Frank Beamer and what he built with the football program. It became the front porch of the university and built one of the most beautiful campuses in all the land. And then, you know, you, you take that football success and you look at the amazing uh, grace that he has as a leader with those young people. 
And him, and he's one of my heroes. You know, growing up in Southwest Virginia, going to games with my father, playing. I grew up playing every sport against Shane, and so I, Shane, and I are very, very close. And I see so many of the attributes that his father has in Shane, and and it really starts with that quiet intensity, that sort of muted approach to the chip on his shoulder and he has it don't think he doesn't have it because he does and the chip is born from everything you've got is because you were his son everything you've got is the last name i mean he carries that man and i love that about him he, he's a great leader and he's doing a phenomenal job at south carolina one of the many interesting chapters in the book, and they're all interesting, is about communication and listening. How hard is it for some of the coaches to relate to the players that they're coaching with because they come from different lifestyles, different walks of life? Well, that's part of being a great leader, honestly, Matt, is reaching them where they are. And I thought it was so cool to talk to Leonard Hamilton, the head coach at Florida, head basketball coach at Florida State, about that very thing, and he was very descriptive about how important it is to be aware and cognizant as the leader that no two people consume or process uh, information the same way. So you don't treat everybody the same. You treat everybody fairly. And I just thought that was such amazing insight about how you reach these young people today because you're right, very diverse backgrounds, no two people consume that energy, uh, information the same way uh, and, and the messaging the same way. And so it's important to take the time to build the personal relationship with each one of those people so that you know how to best communicate that information to them. How do you think NIL changes things, though? Because now you're adding a financial component and loyalty sometimes goes out the window when there's finances involved. Yeah, I don't think you coach them. I don't. I, don't, I think that your core principles remain the same. I don't. I, you know, I've never heard a single coach, and I've interviewed a ton of them, Matt, about NIL and portal and how train. You know, how transformational this time is. It, it is. It's the most transformational moment of my lifetime in NCAA athletics. Probably yours too. Uh, it does impact it because you now you. Kids don't, kids, kids don't come to the school because of the pedigree of the school or the tradition of the school or the opportunity to, to grow within that program. They come for how much money the school is going to give them. And so that makes it difficult to recruit for many schools. And even for the monsters, you get them in there and you want to develop them into players, but then there's other schools that are courting them. It's, it's look. NIL is good. NIL, on its face, is they are benefiting from the work that they've done and the production they show. But that's not what it is, man. Not right now. It's pay for play. Let's be honest. That's what it is. And so that is a bit of a challenge for these leaders, yes. One of the other chapters, and we're talking with Marty Smith, the book is called Sideline CEO, Leadership Principles from Championship Coaches. One of the other fascinating chapters that, unfortunately, we have to deal with nowadays is crisis. And we're seeing more and more things, unfortunately, happening on campuses. Of course, what happened in Charlottesville last year. And you do a chapter mm -hmm. on crisis management. And, of course, Frank Beamer had to deal with some of that stuff as well. What did you learn from some of these coaches that now, unfortunately, have some of these tragedies happening closer to them? None of them prepare for it. You don't go to school 
or class or a seminar to know how when there is a mass shooting on your campus to manage the aftermath of that and specifically with coach Beamer because I interviewed him specifically about April 16th 2007 and what he had to do as the face of the university and the administration asking him to address the families and make sense of the senseless and walk into a room and he told me in the pages of sideline CEO that he will forever be haunted by the eyes that were looking back at him that day of the parents who lost children and families who lost loved ones. You can't prepare for that. And so that's what I mean about the super vulnerable storytelling that are, that, that you, yes, each of them describing in vivid detail, each of the pillars that are in that book, but that crisis management chapter, whether it's coach Beamer sharing about the Virginia Tech tragedy, or it's Mac Brown sharing with me about getting a phone call from the Texas Highway Patrol that they've a young man has had a single car accident and has, has passed away and has a national championship ring on his finger. And Coach has to identify the body and then relay the information to the family. You don't sign up for that, man. But... Oftentimes, when you are the tip of the spear CEO leader, you have to manage those things. And so I felt like it was really important in writing the as, 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 as broad a scope of leadership as I could that including those stories was important. You also spoke to Nancy Lieberman. What was some of the things that she, that she brought up in your interviews oh, with her? Man, she's amazing, dude. She... What a light in the world. And she has a vulnerability about herself, and she carries herself with such a, 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 a self-confidence born from humility. And I love that about her. And she, she, the, she told me this parable in the book that I just adored, and it, it's about the sun and the wind and how a traveler was walking down the road, and the sun and the wind had a competition of who could make the traveler remove his coat. And the wind just blasted the traveler, blasted the traveler. But rather than remove the coat, he held the coat closer to his body. And then the sun came out and with its warmth and caressing energy uh, demanded that the traveler remove the coat. And so the parable is a lot of times if the only tool you have in your toolbox is a hammer, it ain't going to work. Because a lot of times people need affirmation and people need to be built emotionally. And I just, she's a special person. And I'm grateful that she spent time with me. One of the many people for this book you spoke about, uh, spoke to was Nick Saban. Did you laugh when earlier this year, after they lost to Texas and they struggled against South Florida, that some people actually questioned if he still had it? Yes. I laughed out loud. It's asinine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I. Look, man, he's the greatest of all time. Um, they they did lose to Texas at home in what was a phenomenal football game and a great game plan and by Steve Sarkeesian and great execution uh, with some home run explosive plays by Quinn Ewers and A.D. Mitchell 
and all those great guys they, that Texas has on the perimeter, yes, Alabama lost. And then they came back the next week and looked terrible against South Florida with two quarterbacks who weren't ready. And now, what did we see last weekend against Ole Miss with Jalen Milrow back at quarterback? We saw a clinic in halftime adjustment management. And they came out in the second half and imposed their will. Do they have some offensive line deficiencies? They do. But I think Tommy Reese, the offensive coordinator, is starting to, like, okay, let's, let's run the football. Let's use some design quarterback runs. Let's take some shots off play. Because Milrow can throw the deep ball. I mean, he can rip it. But he's still learning to diagnose what they're trying to do to him. He, has, he started four, three, three, four games in his career. So, look, yes, I laughed. Let's wrap up here. We're wrapping up with Marty Smith of ESPN, sideline CEO, leadership principles from championship coaches. We talked about Virginia Tech under Frank Beamer. What do they have to do to get back to the program they were? Because clearly oh, they've struggled the last couple of years. I don't know that answer. I'm not around the program. Uh, I spend most of my time in the SEC right now with the Marty and McGee program, and I'm hosting SEC Nation right now because my great friend Laura Rutledge is doing Monday Night Football. So I'm spending the vast majority of my time in the SEC right now. Um, I would love to know that answer as someone who loves that program and wants to see it thrive. Um I believe in Brent. I think he is a great leader. Uh, Got to go win Tidewater in recruiting the way Coach Beamer did when the heyday happened uh, with all those BCS bowls. Um, but, I, brother, I just don't know that answer. I don't know where, where the true deficiencies lie, but it's obvious that there are many. The book is fantastic. Sideline CEO, leadership principles from championship coaches. Marty, thanks so much for giving us some time, and hopefully I run into you at uh, Wonderland Pier uh, sometime in the summer. Uh, I appreciate you, Matt. Thank you for the time and the platform. I appreciate your spirit, and when you definitely do see me at Wonderland, uh, please say hello. <laughs> Thank you. Have a good one, man. All right, uh, that is uh, Marty Smith of uh, ESPN. And for those who are not familiar, Marty Smith, one of his favorite beaches, as you can tell, is uh, Ocean City, New Jersey, which is one of my favorite beaches. And uh, I always laugh every time I see him tweet or talk about on the show that he's either doing the show from there or he's going to some of the places from around there because it's a wonderful beach for those who are uh, in the area. Uh, The book is fantastic. And as he talked about, I mean, you know, there's a lot of coaches here. The back of the book says Nick Saban, Frank Beamer, Mac Brown, John Calipari, Tim Corbin, Jimbo Fisher, Leonard Hamilton, Tom Izzo, Lane Kiffin, Nancy Lieberman, Doc Rivers, Kim Mulkey, and so much more. Um, so there's a lot of coaches and stuff here. And it's a book for people that not necessarily just into sports because there's principles in here that everybody should have, whether you're a, a, a boss at a business or just a person who's working someplace. So it is an amazing book, Sideline CEO, Leadership Principles from Championship Coaches, uh, written by Marty Smith. And the foreword is by uh, Tim Tebow. 